Today on the Mind's Eye Podcast, we are going to talk about the attributes of God. What are they? And how can they help you overcome in a time of trial? We're going to talk about it next. Stay tuned. Greetings one and all, and welcome to the Mind's Eye Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and today on the show we are going to be talking about the attributes of God. We've uh, mentioned this in Monday's podcast, and I thought it would be a good idea to capitalize on this subject, or rather uh, go a little more in-depth into it so people understand what Christian metaphysics is really all about. Because I think in the modern society we live in, uh, we, we have this watered-down concept of metaphysics. We have uh, a lot of people talking about the law of attraction, and there were books that were very popular, like The Secret, and, uh, you know, many spin-off books uh, along those lines. And, you know, basically what these books talk about are metaphysics. But there's one big element that's missing in those books, and I think that's why a lot of people who read them and practice the law of attraction it's very hit and miss, and you hear a lot of people say, well, it's just not working to me. You know, I've met people, I've been doing this for a long time, uh, you know, helping people, engaging in spiritual work since, uh, you know, 1995, 96. And uh, I met a lot of people when The Secret came out, and I still meet a lot of people that read those books. And they say, well, you know, I've been practicing it you know, since the book came out and I haven't seen any results, what am I doing wrong? And it's, it's not that they're necessarily doing anything wrong. Uh, I think it's what's missing in that particular formula of metaphysics. And what is missing is God. Because most of the time you just hear uh, the universe, the universe. You know, if you visualize something, if you make the positive affirmations, if you're grateful, if you act as though the thing you want, uh, you already have it in your life, the universe will provide it for you. And I certainly don't have any uh, issue, you know, with sometimes talking about the divine, saying, you know, the universe, but I don't mean the physical universe. Generally, when uh, a metaphysician uses the word uh, universe, they're talking about the universal divine mind or God. So in a lot of modern day metaphysics, the word God is missing because, of course, these authors and these publishing houses want to appeal to a wide range of people that will buy the books that they put out. And they realize that the word God 
uh, can be a little off-putting or a little scary to some people, or maybe they had very negative religious training, and that word is very much a turn-off, so they shy away from it, and they just constantly use the, uh, the terminology of the universe. But uh, Christian metaphysics, or divine metaphysics, as it is also called, uh, really can't get a good footing without the concept of God being involved. And when we say God in metaphysics, we're not talking about a man on a throne somewhere in a place called heaven, sitting on a throne of literal gold with a gold crown on his head. Many metaphysicians have said that to believe in such a concept of God, that he is manlike, is actually a thought that will produce uh, depression, deranged thinking, uh, physical illness and calamity in our world. And why would that be? That might be shocking for some people to hear. But the uh, those who practice metaphysics say, well, if you look at God as a man, as a human being sitting on this literal throne that he's, you know, this this literal king, well, we begin to attribute to God in our doctrines, in our thinking, in our hearts, the attributes of man. He's wrathful. He's vengeful. He can play favorites. He can sabotage someone's life. He is a man of war. He can be prejudiced. He can, we can attribute things to God that he hates the people that we hate. And we see that in uh, some religious groups these days, you know, that the, where there's the white supremacy and they hate uh, every person of color, whether they're Christian or not. You know, they just hate them and they claim that God and Jesus Christ hate these people too. Now, that that is a wrong and diseased and very warped image of God because they're seeing him as a man, a literal man, or a white man on, the, on a throne. And there are some also uh, some groups out there that um, do the exact opposite. They see God as being a black man, you know, on a literal throne of gold. And, uh, you know, God hates uh, people who are, uh, you know, pale or white or, you know, not... Uh, uh, of dark colored skin, and so it's okay for them to hate them too. And all those people are going to hell. All those people will have the brunt of God's wrath in the end times. So we see where this idea uh, can be very unhealthy because, because if God is a man like us and we're made in his image, well, then he must also act like us with all of our hatred, all of our prejudice, all of our evil thoughts. And so it comes becomes no surprise that, well, hey, why do good people get sick? Why does bad things happen to good people? Why is there chaos in the world? Well, because you never know what the man God is going to do. 
his ways are higher than our ways, he can do whatever he wants to do. Even though the Bible tells us God is love, and in him there is no darkness or shadow of turning, and he tempts no man with sin, but rather provides the way out, and that he is not the author of confusion. So we have all these positive attributes spelled out in the Bible, but yet we see God as this man on a throne, and we make him in our image and likeness a fallible human. And that is why there's a, a lot of trouble, you know, on the earth um, when it comes to politics, religion, people getting along, our mental health, our spiritual health, even our, our physical health. Because in metaphysics, Metaphysics is called a divine science, and that science is worked by aligning our thoughts, because now remember, God is divine mind. In metaphysics, he is not a man on a throne. He is much bigger than that. He is, you could call it universal consciousness, but he's bigger than the universe. He's bigger than this physical universe. He's bigger than all of the dimensions that may exist out there, out there that we don't know about. In metaphysics, we say, you know, God is all in all. He's omnipresent. You know, so he fills every aspect of his creation, but his consciousness, his power, his being extends even beyond that creation. The Bible says, that, you know, the very heavens are not able to contain him. God is supreme universal consciousness. But he's not a blind force. God is conscious of himself. God is conscious of us. God is a personal being to us. There are universal laws since we are created in God's image. Now, how are we created in God's image? We are mental beings and spiritual beings. And in metaphysics, we say, you know, mind is not part of the brain. That's just the computer of the physical body that consciousness, uh, you know, kind of works through, you know, for certain functions. But consciousness, if the body dies, consciousness still exists. And we say God is the universal mind. He is the only mind. All things are made through his thoughts, through his power. And we, we are a part of God. We are sons and daughters of God. We are connected and one with that divine mind. So the science, the divine science, is thinking right thoughts. Thinking good thoughts or thinking God thoughts. And when we think and when we speak the truth about reality or about something, challenges diminish. Physical illness is healed. The crooked way becomes straight. But now how do we align our thoughts with God's thoughts? How do we tell the truth about something? And see, this is the element that is missing in the modern-day metaphysical movement. 
you know, you hear a lot of people say, well, the universe is an abundant place. You know, the universe uh, is filled with love. You know, love is the universal law, you know, of the universe. And, and there's truth to that, but there's still a whole lot that's that's missing. You know, the universe becomes kind of uh, this impersonal force in modern-day metaphysics. But in original new thought movement or metaphysics of old, God is the source of all things, and it is, it is by meditating on the attributes of God or speaking the truth about God that changes our circumstances. So let's give an example. Let's say there's all kind of chaos and upheaval in your life. Maybe the neighbors are fighting. Maybe you're fighting with your husband or your wife or you have uh, some relatives or people at work that are making trouble. And all of this is starting to get uh, tossed your way. It's affecting your mood, your life. You're getting blamed. You're getting dragged into the drama. Well, how would you handle that? metaphysically how would you handle that with divine truth well the first thing you would do is that you would step back and realize that all of that chaos all of that drama that's going on around you is a product of what the bible calls the carnal mind the natural mind of man um in Christian science, Mary Baker Eddy called it the mortal mind. And this is the mind, uh, the natural mind of man that is very occupied and preoccupied with the things of this material world. And it is the mortal mind or carnal mind that often gives the things of this natural world more power in our lives than God. So sickness, disease, sin, the devil, chaos, all these things, you know, we have this notion life is so hard and it's, you know, it's so difficult to find happiness and peace in this wicked old world. Oh, if God would only help me, if he would only hear my prayers. And, you know, I've heard many people over the years that, uh, you know, doing the the work that I do, say, you know, why isn't God helping me? Why isn't God hearing my prayers? Well, A, first and foremost, because most of us are praying to the man on the throne out there somewhere, hoping that he hears us. Not realizing that God is everywhere. He's right where we are. He's, he's omnipresent. He's within us. He dwells within us. We are God's children, as metaphysicians say. We are God's perfect idea. He didn't form us to be sinful and sick and full of trial and tribulation. It's when we turned our attention away from divine truth and set our eyes on the things of this material world. That was the fall. We severed that connection. And we got... I guess you could say in a word, trapped in this reality that we're currently in. 
but we're also the jailers who hold the key to our, our own prison cell. The power of God within us is always available. The power of God around us is always available. The power of Christ is always available. And how we bring that power to bear in our lives is not by praying to the man on the throne and saying, Oh God, out there somewhere in this place called heaven, please help me. You don't know. Again, we have to align our thoughts with God's thoughts. Recognize, see, think, and speak the divine truth of the matter. So if there's chaos all around you and drama, you would look at that and immediately understand this is a product of the carnal mind, the natural mind, the mortal mind. This is not from God. God did not preordain this to happen to you. He's not testing you. You know, this is obviously the symptoms of, of other people who are giving into anger or jealousy or ego, the mortal mind, and they're creating these ripples, you know, these waves, you know, in, in our current reality that are chaotic. So the first thing to do is step outside of that and say, no, this is a symptom of mortal mind. This is not from God. And therefore, I separate myself from this. I, I step away from this and I recognize it for what it is. And now I choose to affirm in my own mind, or I could speak it out loud, that this chaos really doesn't have any reality or any power within itself because God is supreme God is the only presence God is the only power God is omnipresent God is omnipotent there is nothing that is equal to God God is all in all and that's something that we have to realize and that's a very big element missing in modern day metaphysics you know, religion has this idea that there is a devil, a fallen angel who is God's equal. But metaphysicians say, no, this, this makes you a double-minded man. God is for you. The devil is against you. You don't know which side the coin is going to fall on when you say your prayer and toss the coin in the air. So it's no wonder our prayers aren't getting answered. Have faith. Be determined. Know that God is the only truth. There's nothing outside of God that is his equal. And this is why metaphysicians look at things in this material world and say, well, it's not really reality and it really doesn't have um, any power. It's just a, you know, a contrived, uh, you know, reality or symptom of mortal mind. God's not the author of that. So we realize that. And, and, and then this is what we call denials. We deny the right of the false or the, the unreal to exist in our presence and in our reality. So first comes the denial where we say, this thing isn't real. This Chaos doesn't have any power within itself.
In God there is no darkness or shadow of turning. In God there is no confusion. In God there is no chaos. In God there is no drama. This, this is a symptom of the error of human thinking. And then once we either verbally or mentally make that denial, denying that things uh, right to exist in our presence, to exist in our reality, that's when we make the affirmation of divine truth. We start meditating on and speaking, affirming the attributes of God. What is true? What is true? God is peace. God is love. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Nothing shall by any means hurt me. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. The Lord is my shepherd. I do not want for any good thing. And we confess those things and we meditate on those things. And in metaphysics, when we have that moment, even if it's just a glimpse for just a couple of seconds, where we rise in consciousness and we see that, yeah, you know, the things of this world, they're not God. These things don't have anything to do with divine reality. This is just all reflections and errors of the carnal mortal mind running to and fro trying to make its money trying to gain power and influence and being influenced by the ego none of these things are from the mind of god none of these things have their origin in the spirit of god Therefore, their claims are false. What they're trying to do to me, how it is affecting me, it's just an illusion. God is the only reality. God is the only presence. God is the only power. God is omnipresent. God is the creator of all. God is peace we begin to realize that all of the noise of this world is just that. It's noise vying for our attention, saying, Oh, look at me. Oh, look at this terrible problem. Oh, look what's happening now. Oh, isn't this scary? Isn't this frightening? Isn't this terrible? Isn't this stressful? It's just all illusions trying to get our attention and get us rooted and grounded and it's lie. But what does the Bible says? Re, say, resist the devil and he will flee from you. In metaphysics, the devil is any negative thought, any negative circumstance, anything that rises up in our lives that opposes or tries to make itself bigger than the presence of God. We resist that thing in the truth 
and it will flee from us. It will crumble. It will come to nothing. And so remember, whenever something rises up in your life, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be an illness. It could be family problems, relationship problems, problems on the job, whatever it might be. The technique is the same. First, you use the denial. This thing isn't real. The Bible says God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. There's no poverty. I'm not going to be out on the street. I'm not going to be jobless for the rest of my life. The Bible says that God cares for the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. How much more will he take care of me? I don't need to fear or fret anything that's happening to me financially. So see how that works with any promise from Scripture. Denying whatever is rising up and making itself seem bigger and more real than God. We deny or resist that thing. And then we speak the truth. Because my God will supply. My God will take care of me. And, the, and we can also rehearse the attributes of God. God is love. God is peace. God is abundance. God is joy. If you're wondering, well, what are the attributes of God? What, what, what should I say? What should I focus on and meditate on and think and speak? Uh, what attribute? It's whatever you need. In metaphysics, uh, we say all things beautiful and good are from God, even though we as human beings have an imperfect vision of that goodness many times. So if we need, you know, some kind of a financial supply met, God is abundance. If it's fear, anxiety, drama, God is peace. If we're sick in our bodies, God is health. God is love. God is the power to heal. If we're depressed, God is joy. God is the attribute of God is always the opposite of the trial that you're facing. And don't ever let yourself fall into the trap that, you know, there's the man on the golden throne with the, you know, the golden crown on his head you know, uh, preordaining some horrible trial for you to go through, to teach you something. No, the trials that we go through come from this world. Just because, you know, we know divine metaphysics and practice divine science doesn't mean we're not going to have trials. It doesn't mean you know, nothing's ever going to happen that we don't have to stand in faith and sometimes uh, really resist and fight. You know, the trials of life come to us all. But what does the Bible say? The trying of our faith grows our patience. And one more thing that's always important to remember when it comes to practicing uh, divine metaphysics, 
is that you're not you're not storming the gates of heaven. You're not making this happen through willpower. You're not mentally pushing to make anything happen. Your one and only job is to know the truth and to have faith. Know the truth. Well, this thing isn't from God. Whatever it is I'm facing, God's not the author of this. This doesn't have any real power, any real substance. This isn't something that's greater than the divine spirit. This is just an illusion or a symptom or a ripple of divine mind. Know the truth. Know what it is you're facing isn't reality, isn't divine reality. It doesn't have any power. Know the truth. God is whatever you need him to be. He is peace. He is love. He is health. He is abundance. He is the power to heal. He is joy. He is resurrection. He is life. He is reconciliation. He is whatever you need him to be. Know the truth. Know the truth about what you're facing. Know the truth about God. Speak the scriptural promises if you wish. My God supplies all my, all my needs. God sends forth his word and heals me and delivers me from all of my destructions. I'm healed and delivered. Speak the promises. Know the truth. Have faith in the truth. And then, as practicing metaphysicians say, just lay back in the everlasting arms. Rest in God. Let God do the work. Let God do the healing. Let God move the mountain. It's not your job to mentally try to make anything happen or to spend hours and hours, you know, pleading and screaming and confessing and crying. No. Just simply know the truth. Think it, speak it, let God do the rest. You know it's the truth, you have faith in the truth. And God will cause that truth to prevail over the shadows and illusions of this world. You don't have to try to make that happen or talk God into doing it. The universal law of divine truth responds automatically once you connect with it and know that it is the truth. So I think this was, uh, you know, a kind of an important conversation to have today in lieu of uh, Monday's podcast. And uh, I think it's something that we really need to think about when you know what we talked about in the last show about the mental viruses that are out there the the conspiracy theories the the government you know all the fear and all of the division all of that is just symptoms of mortal mind they're just illusions coming out of the minds of men even if you know 
even if some of the conspiracy theories are true. I like what Mary Baker Eddy said. She said uh, in her book, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, when she said, you know, don't don't fear the you know crooked politicians or you know people that would try to usurp power and you know rule the world because you know eventually uh, their efforts will come to naught. You know it is up to you to be uh, concentrated on and concerned with divine truth. And boy, did she say a mouthful there. You know we're not to fear all that stuff. You know, and, and, you know, also with so much, uh, so many of the new religious groups popping up, it's the devil, it's the archons, it's the deep state, you know, there's all these things that are meant to hurt you and bring you down. All symptoms of carnal mortal mind. You have no business focusing on those things, being afraid of those things, dreading those things. Sitting around twiddling your thumbs waiting for the next set of instructions on how to avoid those things or escape those things. You know, when uh, our chosen uh, religious leader on the internet makes his next video or holds his next uh, virtual uh, church meeting. You know, all that stuff. If, if If it's preaching fear and filling you with those kind of feelings... It is preaching you the doctrine of the carnal mortal mind. Realize what it is. Speak the truth over it. Speak the truth to it. And you'll see all of that just drop away from your life. And you'll have no more fear and no more worry when it comes to those issues. So I hope this uh, podcast was helpful to someone out there today. I really enjoyed uh, having this conversation. Until next time, everyone out there, stay safe, stay well, love one another, live by the golden rule, and focus on those things that are from above. I'll see you next time.